Welcome to the Amateur MILF Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Rosie and Sinead, and we are just, just trying. trying. I'm barely trying today. <laughs> Join us on a journey from positive pregnancy test through to school and beyond as we try to entangle all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. We are average non-famous mums who live average non-famous lives, although if we get famous we're not complaining, and I will be buying a security guard, specifically for Sinead, for every time the Eurovision is on. (laughs) (laughs) And why is that, Sinead? It's because I am hungover, Rosie. Yes, you're feeling quite worse for wear, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Tell us about that. Well. (laughs) Well, dear listener. Dear listener, I found myself unexpectedly child-free since Friday night. What did you do to her? She's moved out. <laughs> She's gone. So uh, basically, the my mum's friend who does our ironing. Sorry, what? My mum's friend does our ironing for us. We pay her to do the ironing for okay. us. Okay. So um, she looked after Darcy a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And Darcy came in from school on Friday and she was like, Gail, when can I come to your house? Can I come to your house tomorrow? Can I, can, can we, can we do something? Can I? And Gail was like, yeah, you can come to my house whenever you want. And then Aww. Darcy said to me, Gail said that I could go to her house whenever I want. I was like, yeah, I don't think she meant like every week. Straight away. Yeah. Anyway, about five minutes after she left our house, Yes. Girl texted me and she was like, Do you want me to come and pick Darcy up tonight? Because she was looking after her granddaughter, Ava, who's like Darcy's best friend. And I was like, Yes, please. Oh my God. And then yesterday, about three o'clock, she texted me. She was like, Shall I keep, do you want me to keep her tonight as well? I was like, Sorry, what? She had the whole of Friday night and Saturday night. Yeah, she picked her up about half seven on Friday night and she's not dropped her home yet. Where, what, where do I find these people? I need to start paying someone to do my ironing. Yeah. This is where I've been going wrong this whole time. We don't do any ironing. We don't expect anyone to do any ironing. Like, I barely use an iron. The only, the only time I iron is to iron my screen-printed <laughs> merchandise. And you're telling me that you've got yourself a lady who irons for you and then takes your child away for a weekend? Yeah. Fucking hell. I've missed a trick. So, because Darcy wasn't with me, naturally I was like, okay. Um. <laughs> okay, how fucked up can I get? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was And how quickly? Yeah. Um, so, my cousin was having a Eurovision party at their house, they live around the corner. So, I was like, uh, I'm coming to your Eurovision thing. Mm. Invited yourself, of course. Yeah. You're a podcaster now, mate. You're allowed to do <laughs> things like that. And um, then he was like, you, you have to dress up as a country. I was like, oh, is that why you your eyeliner was Finland? Yeah, because, you were like, I'm Finland, I guess. Yeah, I looked at the flags and I was like, what can I most easily recreate? <laughs> I mean, Ireland. You're Irish. Yeah, but Ireland got kicked out before. Oh, did before they? it even began? That would have been quite funny though if you'd have showed up as like a pissed Irish person. <laughs> I show up everywhere as a pissed Irish person, Rosie. <laughs> That's your brand. It literally is my brand. So I um and went there and proceeded to drink my body weight in vodka. So you went vodka this time. I was I was expecting you to say Prosecco 
Because you no, do like yeah. to drink a lot. Do you do like a prosecco, don't you, babe? I love a prosecco, babe. Vodka and what? But with what? Straight? <laughs> yeah, Is it yeah, that just, bad? Just straight. No, I drank vodka. I made myself a concoction yes. of vodka, pineapple juice, cranberry juice, topped off with lemonade. You cheeky, cheeky bitch. It was delicious. <laughs> that's amazing. It was delicious, and that's why I drank twenty-seven of them. Oh my goodness! I spent my Eurovision um, going to bed at eight o'clock. <laughs> So, well done, us. Um, have you got a week in one sentence? Well, my week in one sentence was, at what age do I have to stop acting up? When you say acting up, in what in what capacity? Just getting absolutely hammered all the time. Okay. Like, I feel like... Dramatic drunk. Yeah, as yeah. soon as Darcy is removed from my care... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, right, okay, so... Um, how drunk can I get? Yeah, yeah. And how quickly? Get me the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you came around last weekend. Yes. It went very, very quickly from let's just have a casual drink and a takeaway to it being four o'clock. We drank a bottle, bottle of tequila. Yeah, yeah. And we're swaying in the back garden. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i going to put the fault down to solely me because I feel like I do the same. I don't go out very often, but when the option is there, like going to yours last Saturday, which was like a, it was premeditated, was it? Wasn't it? It was definitely it premeditated. Was premeditated, almost murder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> premeditated meetup. So it was like, I knew I was going to come to your house with other people and I knew we were going to drink and I knew I was going to stay over. So it was like, as soon as I got to your house, it was like, Shall we get a how drink fucked up can I get? How quickly can I not feel myself anymore yeah i don't think i don't think it's like when are you going to stop feeling that way i I just think it's having children sinead <laughs> i just think it's like the act of having to look after a child all of your time the second that they're out of your sight and you know that they're safe it's like how pissed can i get how can i ruin tomorrow how can i ruin tomorrow but how can i feel good now yeah yeah, I feel you, mate. I feel exactly I just think the same. hangovers are essentially just like you've borrowed all your happiness the night before. Yeah, you're I think so. You're repaying the yeah, happiness yeah, yeah, yeah. debt, aren't you? Well, I think that's what that's what I, that's literally what a come down is from drugs, isn't it? A come yeah. down from drugs is like you you had all your highs, all the happiness, and, and now you're going to feel got, every bad emotion at the same the, time. Yeah, because your body's got to like it's counteract itself, isn't it? Yeah, I would honestly love to know what you were saying when you stood on the chair to give give us a speech so for reference listeners i stood on a i stood on a dining room chair at Sinead's house yeah i was there for like a about long half time. an hour <laughs> about half an hour i know i did some dancing on the chair but i think i got on the chair to be listened to like yes. please listen to me i have important things to say but not one person that entered that room knows why i was stood on a chair for half an hour including myself and i just really want to know what was going through my mind but you know what did make me feel really good was mm. the fact that we all woke up together feeling rough the next day oh man and that was just such a delightful throwback to my youth yeah especially when you like came and clambered into bed with me yes. and me and bex and yeah. i was like this feels like being a student I again. Feel young again i feel young again but also terrible yeah that that was one of those days where I, the fear factor comes into play like how I think that was my first words to you or Bex was like, how's, you feel, how's the fear factor? Yeah. And it's that kind of like that impending doom as to what life is going to bring during that day. And poor Bex was not feeling good. Poor Bex's fear factor was a solid 11. Yeah. I opened the door to Mitch and he just laughed in my face. Yeah, he did laugh in your face. Yeah, he, he did lots of laughing at us. And I think I just looked so 
dishevelled and rough yeah. yeah and yeah literally broken I can I was so hungover I couldn't drive home <laughs> so I had to get Dave to pick me up <laughs> you had to come and steal your car back off the drive yeah I had to go Dave had to pick me up in, in the car with the girls take me home and then continue to look after the children because I was incapable <laughs> I lay on the sofa for a bit complained had a little sleep woke up went for a walk took Dobby for a walk felt like that walk by the way completely sorted me out so i would say to anyone that is suffering from like the worst hangover ever i know it sounds awful but going for a little walk you know the best hangover cure is just jumping into the sea or jumping into sea. we don't have a sea near us yeah, we're in the east midlands we, we are the most landlocked county in the yes, country which may serve as well when the apocalypse happens but when you're hungover it's not useful yeah. That's I, all I wanted to do last weekend was just jump in the sea. Jump into the cold sea. But I mm. instead just jumped onto my sofa yeah. and stayed there. Stayed there. All day. For the whole time, yeah. Marinating in my own filth. Oh, man. We had a good time, though. It's totally worth we it. We had a great time. What's your week in a sentence, Rosie? My week in... My, my week in... My week in one sentence. Still can't say it properly. <laughs> so this is something Ramona said to Lola yesterday, which I just thought was really... It's so funny, but so... It's cute, very passive aggressive, and just like it just makes me feel like I wouldn't. I don't know how I talk to my children all the time. You know what I mean? I can't remember what I say to them. So it just it it's maybe it maybe illustrates what I'm like as a parent. <laughs> because this is something Ramona said to Lola. So they were painting yesterday. We got the paints out, and Ramona said to Lola, she went, she went, oh Lola, oh that's lovely, Lola. I like the way you're just mixing all the colours and not painting anything like an actual picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rude. Isn't it? I love that. I know. But it's just the way that she turned that, the way she turned that into a compliment in such a bitchy way. That's lovely, Lola, except it looks like <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, good effort, babe. That's basically what she was saying. So rude. I know. Um, so, yeah, I do wonder if maybe I... Maybe that's how I compliment my kids. Maybe I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's really great for a five-year-old. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that but was when they show you, like, the worst drawing you've ever seen and you're like, wow, that's... You used a pen. <laughs> yeah, I'll say things like, I like the colours that you've chosen. <laughs> looks like shit but at least you've used green green or something you know like oh man uh yeah i just thought that was really lovely um what are we going to talk about today uh quite appropriately <laughs> very appropriately and may i say sorry to interject here sinead is very hungover so we're feeling very sorry for her but all of the other days of this week i have been <laughs> nearly dead delirious from fever so we're all we're all being very sympathetic towards Sinead because she's feeling a little bit hungover today but actually i've been very unwell and i've had the worst fevers that i've ever experienced in I my feel life chastised and i just I, I think all i want is also some sympathy please so yes this week we're going to talk about illness so everybody has to send us dms and tell us that we're doing a good job yeah, and like, I want like DMs that are the equivalent of you stroking my face. Yeah, That's what I want. I'm I doing want so well. I'm doing really, really well. You're doing well. such a good job. Or yeah. to be like, oh, I really love what you're doing, despite all of this. <laughs> a Ramona compliment will start calling them. Yes. Lots of Ramona I'll compliments. I'll take please. a Ramona compliment, please. Just oh, like, you're doing really well. You're a dumb idiot baby, but you know, yeah. you got out of bed. Good effort. Well done. <laughs> you put clothes on <laughs> the right way round. This week. 
or today we will be speaking about illness and injuries illness injuries sickness just like kids being unwell which happens all the fucking time you know why rosie because children are disgusting germ machines they are disgusting germ machines and then they're all put together in one room and most of the week yeah it's just just disgusting yeah so i thought we could discuss like there's a few like so not like actual things that have happened actual situations that we've been in with our children that are either awful or hilarious i'm very very excited to find out what prawn sick prawn sick means. oh prawn sick yes we'll go into prawn sick well maybe we can talk about that first we'll go through our list of like our most memorable sickness experiences with our children yeah and then we'll go over we'll go over all the standard illnesses that you get with your kids and your mm-hmm. babies I think one of the reasons that I want to talk about this is because now I've got a second child and we're going through all of those, like, the first time she's had a sickness bug or, like, when she gets chicken pox. Yeah. And it's, like, for those people who've got, like, their first child... And Has Ramona like, had well, chicken pox? Ramona's had chicken pox, but Lola hasn't yet. But the difference is I'm not scared this Find time. Find someone that has got chicken pox and just, like, Rub make them. her lick them. Yes. I've tried. I've asked... I've got... There's parents on the school run that are like, oh, my kid's got chicken pox. And I'm like, please, can I rub my child on yours? <laughs> they find it weird for some reason. Um, yeah, so then we'll talk about just general generalised illness because, again, like, when you're a first-time parent and you've got a baby and something happens to them... It feels like the end of the world, you really, it? You really worry, don't you? Yeah. So we're going to sort of try and discuss all those, like, all the, all the little sniffles and oh, the amount of snot that comes out of Oh, my God, faces. it's disgusting. Absolutely awful. Um, so, yeah, we'll start with some of our most notable illnesses with our children. So do you want me to start with prawn sick? Yes, I want to find out what prawn sick means. So prawn sick was Ramona's first ever um, experience, like throwing up properly yeah because it doesn't count when they're little babies no they just do a little bit milk. of like a bleh. if it's milk sick it doesn't count so we had a prawn curry like it was a homemade one so it wasn't like spicy we made like a prawn curry and um how old she, she was in her own bed so she was probably i'm gonna say she was between two and three but probably more likely three because she mm. was much better at articulate articulating herself than like lola is now so she was definitely nearly three and um, Dave is quite a heavy sleeper, just for a reference point, because he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're asleep in our bed. I love the Dave slander. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually very nice about him, but I, now I remember this story. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Was he pretending to be asleep? We'll see. So I wake up in the middle of the night. It was probably about midnight. I'm going to say midnight with Lola, uh, Ramona crying. Was Lola born? Lola hadn't been born yet. Okay. There is another story in which Lola was born, and that's great. So Ramona woke up crying. So I went into her room where it was dark, and the covers were off her. And because it was dark, I'm I'm not kidding you, Sinead. Like, the bed was co- covered, and I thought it was blood. I was like, I thought I was dreaming. I thought I was having a murder dream. Oh my god! And I couldn't like make sense of it, like you know when you're half asleep and you're like, "What's happening? What's going on?" And then I I managed to muster up the kind of you know the thought of going, maybe I should turn the light on. <laughs> so I turned the light on, and there was just like dark orange, sick, all over the bed, all over the bed, and she was kneeling up crying. Yeah, because they don't—they don't understand they don't what's understand. happening to she them. She has no idea what's going on, so she's kneeling up in bed, 
the sick all over the, so it's all over the duvet all over the sheets and now she's throwing up all over herself and it got it was so bad you know I don't know if you feel like this in these situations but something happens to you something happens in your bones there's like a switch as soon as I turned that light on and realised it was sick survival mode yeah yeah you immediate survival mode like I don't like sick Mm. I don't think most people don't like sick funny that I don't like sick either but like the second someone is throwing up in front of me it's like and this goes for my friends as well because I have friends that I've had to literally drag into a shower covered in their own vomit Mm. like wash them Mm -hmm. the whole lot survival mode and it just like yeah let's fix this yeah you're you're just let's get shit done yeah come on let's go suddenly I become Bear Grylls absolutely you do I'm like like I'm gonna gut a camel and sleep inside it (laughs) yes exactly it's times like that and I know that this isn't true but it's in moments like that where I think if a zombie apocalypse did happen, I might survive. <laughs> I fucking wouldn't. No, no, I, I would be the first one to go. I'd, be, I'd go straight away. But anyway, so she was throwing up, and so I, I picked her up out of her bed, and I was like, it's all right, darling, you're just being sick, you're going to be okay. But in that moment, there was nothing else I could do. So then she was continuing to throw up, and I had to start catching the sick in my hands. So I was catching sick in my hands whilst trying to get her to the bathroom, so I managed to get her to the bathroom, had to like pour the sick in the palms of my hands into the toilet, and then I had to like disrobe her. So I had to get all her pajamas off. She's still throwing up, trying to get her to throw up in the sink. But that by this point she got like hysterical, so she was like scared and hysterical. So she was going, <laughs> and I was like, you're but also right, being you're sick, okay. also, <laughs> also being sick. So yeah, she was absolutely hysterical. At this point, Sinead, what am I? Who am I going to mention at this point? Dave the prick. Dave the prick. What's he doing? Asleep. Asleep. Still asleep. So this continued, right? And I'd managed to take off her pyjamas. Probably a bit late for this disclaimer now, but um, mm. this is not an episode for the emetophobes. <laughs> yeah. We forgot to mention that, didn't we? Yeah, we're going to talk about sick. Because we have just graphically described vomiting yeah so sorry guys i mean the clues in the name isn't it illness yeah if you don't pick it up you're you're a fucking idiot and you deserve to be triggered anyway (laughs) stick a trigger warning on the description (laughs) Um, so yeah so i'd managed to take her pajamas off get her throwing up in this in the toilet rather than my hands (laughs) i managed to like clean my hands up i managed to get the pajamas in a ball and while she's like hysterically crying I then get her back into her room. Do you have a communal sick bowl in your house? We do have a communal sick, of course. If you don't, then you are the first to go in a zombie apocalypse. Our communal sick, but our communal sick bowl is um, the Spice Girls bin in our kitchen. Nice, nice. And just Spice World. Spice World. (laughs) (laughs) For context, Rosie just uh, did the peace sign. Threw me a peace sign when she went Spice World. And Rosie's uh, the non-hungover one here. It's not the nineties anymore. Um, yes. So I've interrupted you like four times. It's I'm so okay. Sorry. It's okay. You're hungover, darling. <laughs> My poor baby. <sighs> so I managed to get her into the bathroom, being sick in the toilet. I got her back into her room so that I could put more pajamas on her because she was shivering. Yeah. Right. And so I'd put her in pajamas, sat her down because she'd stopped being sick at that point, or I think I'd managed to get the bowl. And I was like, you're going to be okay. You're just being sick. I'm going to sort your bedroom out. It wasn't until 
And this is quite convenient, Sinead. Oh, after it's all out. Oh, it wasn't it's until all said and done. I was taking the sheets off the bed that Dave stumbles into Ramona's <laughs> room and is like, what's going on? What do you think's going on? And also, oh. can I, at this point, I am just going to point out that Dave is such a heavy sleeper, he slept through a house fire. <laughs> oh, Dave. The, the next the house next to him attached to his house was on fire and like his housemates had to go into his room and remove him from his room to be like there's a house fire <laughs> wake the fuck up sounds like Dave could potentially die in his sleep he's going to be one of the first to go isn't he yeah because I'm not waiting for him no he'll just sleep through the zombie if apocalypse if the zombie's happening if the zombie's happening outside my house I'm saving the children first obviously and if he's asleep I mean what am I supposed to do just leave him yeah <laughs> obviously he deserves it <laughs> He deserved it for that time. He didn't help me with the prawn sick. Uh, I'm assuming that the sick had prawns in it. Um, I think it was like, it was quite digested. Sorry, it was quite digested. So it wasn't uh, like solid prawn. It wasn't but, like whole prawns. But because it was like, because it was such a talked about thing, because it was such an event, she still won't eat prawns now because she was like, prawns make me sick. She said, no, she says, I'm allergic to prawns. And we're like, you're not allergic to prawns. It's just something that made you sick. <laughs> so if there's something she doesn't like, she'll be like, oh, I'm allergic to it. And you're like, babe, you really got the wrong end of the stick with what allergic means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to have to, we're, we're trying to work But like, that. my dad does a very similar thing, right? So he's, not, like he, well, he's an extreme drama queen anyway. He, yeah. I can imagine your dad getting hysterical like Ramona did. In the <laughs> so, right. One time we had fish cakes for dinner. Mm-hmm. And me, it wasn't the fish cakes because me and mum ate the same fish cakes and we were fine. Yeah. But um, I woke up at about three o'clock in the morning and all I could hear was this noise. <laughs> <laughs> Is your dad in a metal band? <laughs> I stumbled out of bed, ran into my... So I thought like they were being attacked or something. <laughs> But what by a foghorn? <laughs> so I'm going. I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> and then my mum just looked at me. She was like, "Dad's being sick." <laughs> all I could hear was, but it didn't sound like you know, like normal people throwing up. It's yes, like, it was a very dramatic, hysterical being sick. It was so. like it was like a, a bear roaring, like an exorcism. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, please, someone tell me. Mum was like, Dad's being sick. And then me and Mum were hysterically laughing at my dad. <laughs> and all we could hear between, like, bellows from the bathroom was, Stop fucking laughing at me! Do you know what I find really telling? Is that this episode is about our children and their specific illnesses. And your first thought was when your dad was dramatically being sick. <laughs> And then uh, he still won't eat fish cakes. No, he's still now because yeah, yeah. Even the mention, yeah. if someone mentions a fish cake, my dad's like, oh yeah, I can't eat, couldn't eat a fish cake, couldn't, couldn't eat a fish cake. cake, made me sick. Yes, okay, darling. Um, have you got? So I've uh, that's it for the prawn sick, really. Yeah, she did have to sit in bed with me with me for the rest of the night and throw up in a bowl. She was quite unwell for it. It was just one of those 24-hour things, but it was just the... Those 24 hours are the worst, the worst 24 hours. So I'll very quickly, before I ask you, if I, I do have another sick story. Very similar. It wasn't prawn this time. It was something else. It was just something random that sent her funny. But the difference this time, Sinead, 
is that Lola was about four weeks old. So, yeah, mate. So on that particular occasion, same sort of thing happened. I went into Ramona. She's thrown up everywhere. Have to clear up the bed. Why is it always in the middle of the night? Always in the middle of the night. Why can they not do it in the morning? I think it's because your your body digests the food, but then when you lie down and you go like parallel, it's like that's when your body starts to like go. Oh, hang on! I think I've been poisoned. Yeah, I think it's the act of lying that down that does it. Because mm. you often get stomach aches at night if you lie down. That's when you get them rather than in the day. Anyway, um, yeah, same thing happened. This time I think I had the forethought to go into Dave and be like, get get up. Wake up. Or you're out of here. So he helped more this time. But the hardest thing was that I had to have Ramona sat in between my legs. So we both had to sit upright for the whole night. She sat in between my legs. I'm holding a sick bowl. And I also had to feed a newborn. Oh, Jesus. That was hard. That was tough work. Um, I've got a couple of other funny ones, but what are there any um, notable illnesses that uh, Darcy's had in her life? Well, Darcy, luckily enough, she's not a particularly sicky child. I think no. we've only had, like, two, maybe three sick bugs. Yeah, I think the two that I've just mentioned are maybe two out of three that Ramona's had so I don't think she's sicky it's just the time she was it was quite horrific yeah because what I mean they always choose the middle of the night the most Mm. inconvenient time to do it obviously yes but like when that first sick bug is horrific because Mm. they don't know what's going like they don't know what's happening to them yeah yeah so I remember I woke up because I could (laughs) I could hear her be like I could hear the sound of her being sick and I was yeah. like what's going on what's yeah. happening yeah and then about two minutes later I hear mommy <laughs> and I was like oh okay because it, it didn't my mind didn't compute yeah, that yeah. she was being sick that's the hardest po- point isn't it it's like when you wake up you're half asleep and your brain has to make sense of what's going on and yeah. then and then survival mode yeah so then I've gone into the room and she's like thrown up all over the bed so i picked her up out of the bed and it must have been whatever way i was holding her stomach like she was she was pointing outwards so basically just (laughs) shot vomit all over the room as well (laughs) like a paint spray yeah nice and then um so then i just put her in the bath Mm. to allow her to just be sick all over (laughs) yeah 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 you stay there and uh, whilst I was kind of tackling getting it out of the carpet and stuff, yeah. and then I just, it, yeah, having to s- sluice them down with the shower, yeah, and then change them and bring them into bed with you, yeah, it's just, it's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Actually, as you were saying then about like the sluicing down of the sheets, which is the hardest part, Dave's um, punishment for not waking up at the same time as me is that he had to do that job. <laughs> because by the time he woke up it was like I was starting to get the sheets up but also I was having to look after Ramona so at that point it was like I'm getting into bed with Ramona into our bed so she can sit with me so I can sit and stroke her hair while she's sick in a bowl you can deal with the shit yeah <laughs> you can deal with the rest of it you can deal with the uh, what do you call it the like the the uh, aftermath <laughs> the aftermath you, you can, can deal the, with that you can deal with the bit where you have to wear the hazmat suit I just think Oh, it's just horrific. It's just. Mm. I think sickness bugs are 
are the worst while they're happening, but they're so short-lived. Yeah, that's it. And then when you move on to things like coughs and colds, like, that's just... Yeah. You're in for the long haul with In them. for the long haul. We're going to talk about coughs and colds in a minute. Can I tell you about um, my other horrific Ramona story? Yeah. I don't have many for Lola because she's only two. She did have conjunctivitis not long ago. Um, did she wake up and not be able to open her yeah, eyes? Yeah, it's disgusting, isn't it? That the first that happened to me for the first time when I was about fifteen. Oh, really? And I remember waking up and I was fucking terrified because I'm I was blind. Tr- I was trying to open my eyes and I couldn't, and yeah. I just shouted. I was like, "Mom, Mom, I can't see. <laughs> I can't open my eyes." It is horrific. Like, and my eyes were just like glued together yeah. with eye snot. It was and that's wild. not like eye snot that's clamping your eyes together. Yeah, I mean, if you, you've got kids, you're listening to this, you've probably got kids. You know how hard it is to wipe snot off a kid. Imagine trying to like pull that out of their eyelashes so that they can see again. <laughs> it's it's awful. It's like trying Poor to like Lola. put a jumper on a raccoon. It's <laughs> really difficult. But yeah, conjunctivitis is one of those where it's like, they all get it. It's just essentially, don't worry about it. It's not coming from the eyes. Yeah. They, you can get drops quite easily. You can, you don't, I don't think you even need to get to the doctors. I Trying to put eye drops it. in a child though is a nightmare. Oh, yeah, that is a good point. Uh, putting it's eye drops. clockwork orange. It's definitely clockwork orange. We tried to put eye drops in, in Lola a few weeks ago and it was like, the way I described it to someone is is it's worse than that episode of Friends with Rachel, but also Rachel knew she was having eye drops. Lola did not. Yeah. Lola's like, why are you torturing me? Yeah, it's like trying to wrestle with a snake. Yeah. So, well, Dave looked it up and there's a really good... He, he's good at that sort of thing. Like, in those situations, I lose patience really quickly and I get quite, like, hysterical. I wonder why, <laughs> I wonder why Ramona gets hysterical when things like that are happening. I get quite, like disturbed by it because I'm like we're upsetting her and she thinks we're harming her and it makes me feel on edge and weird and I have to walk away I'm like we can't do it we can't do it oh my god what are we going to do so Dave like very you know rationally looked it up and sort of found out and basically the way is you you put the drops into the corner of their eyes while their eyes are closed yeah because they you can't do it while they're open because they freak the fuck out yeah but you just let allow them to close their eyes you just do it nice and gently close your eyes darling but then close going your back eyes to my dad, and then rub it in it's like a 55 year old man and yeah. you, you can't put eye drops in his eyes it's mad he requ- like he can't put them in himself he has to get my mum to do it and then my yeah. mum is like mick stop closing your eyes She's got, like, her heel on his shoulder. (laughs) Stay down! Strap him down with a belt. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, So we had a lovely situation with Ramona again. Uh, I think I might have been pregnant with Lola for this one. Nice. Which was great. Um, So we have got a caravan in the woods. It's a great caravan. It's a great caravan. It's in the middle of lovely woods in Leicestershire. Like, really beautiful so idyllic old wood it's like it feels like lord of the rings doesn't it yeah it's quite kind of like magical um and we we've also got a camper van so we went to stay there for the night with my brother and um remy who's my sister-in-law and the dogs so we stayed in the camper van and they stayed in the caravan but the idea is that we get to spend this sort of evening together and stuff and it was lovely and Ramona had been like complaining towards the end of the evening I think she was still in nappies so we were changing her nappy before we went to bed and she was complaining about her bum hurting yeah and we were like you don't really have a nappy rash or anything so I'm not really okay you'll be okay darling you'll be alright 
And then we we went off to the camper van. So bear in mind, we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. We're yeah. in the middle of some woods. It's very difficult to find, actually. It's very difficult to find. Like, that's where we're going in an apocalypse. Yeah. To the caravan. Great day. idea, mate. Lovely. So we get into the camper van. We get our heads down. We're like, okay, night, night. And Ramona's really complaining about, like, having... She's sort of... She's saying tummy ache, but she's, like, holding her bits. And we're like, what's wrong with her? Anyway, she wouldn't settle. I think we might have given her some paracetamol, like, give us some cowpaw, maybe. And then we've tried to go to sleep. Cowpaw is a wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. It's great. So then I think we sort of settled down a bit. She got a little bit of sleep, but she was very, very... um, What do you call it? Like, she was moving around a lot. Unsettled. Yeah, unsettled. And then about, I want to say about midnight... I might be wrong here, but I th- I'm feeling it was like about midnight and she woke up and she was just like screaming, screaming blue murder. Like she was so unhappy and so in pain and she was like, um, like doubling up, but she wasn't holding her tummy. She was like holding her bits. It wasn't her tummy, but yeah. she was doubling up like she was in like excruciating pain. And we were in a camper van. So we we're in a very small vehicle whilst our child was screaming in the middle of the woods and we didn't know what to do and it, we didn't want to wake Billy and Remy up because I mean what were they going to do it was like what do we do yeah I mean at least her screams are contained in the metal box <laughs> so we rang 111 and they did that thing where they ask you all those questions where they're like Is miraculously she- <laughs> you had signal she was like I oh, know very lucky but the man on the phone was saying things like is she bleeding from the head is she breathing <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know are there demons coming out of her ears no sh- come on man what do we do are there ghosts in her blood <laughs> and uh yeah so the- these questions continued and we were like uh, we didn't know what was wrong with her at this point and then so then he was like i think you need to go to a and e but we need to like figure out he was trying to figure out if that he needed to send an ambulance right yeah so this is where the problems lied, Sinead. You're like, okay, how is an ambulance going to find us here? He's going, where are you? We're at, and we say the address. And he's like, I can't find that on the maps. And we're like, yeah, it's in the middle of the woods. Okay, which part of it? And we're telling him, we're giving him the street name that you go off to get to it. We've even given him like the what three words and all of that sort of stuff. And he's just like, yeah, I can't, I can't get, I'm not getting it. I don't know. Is it near this bit? Is it here? And we're like, No. Can you tell us to go to hospital, please? We're like, just tell us to go to hospital and we'll go to hospital. But he's going, I need, yeah, but I need to, I need to get your position. I need your, I need your location. Oh, I've given you our location. We're in the middle of the woods. There's nothing more we can give you. There's nothing else we can do. And this went on for about 40 minutes while she's screaming. And in the end, he was like, yeah, I think you need to go to A&E. I've let them know that you're, that you're, we'll take, go to the kids A&E. Um, and we're like, thank you. So finally, so then we had to wake Billy and Remy up, and we were like, "There's something drastically wrong with Ramona. Please, will you look after the dog?" <laughs> so obviously, Billy and Remy get no sleep that night because we essentially woke them up in the caravan and went, "We're taking our child to A and E. Here's the dog," <laughs> and then left the woods. So they spent the whole night being abandoned like, them in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Ramona? Will she be okay? Um, so then we drive the massive camper van to the a- to A and E. I have to go in. Why do I just have visions of it, of you just being like in the mystery machine from Scooby Doo? Literally, literally the mystery machine. So we get to A and E, and then of course Dave has to deal with like the camper van. He's like, "Am I allowed to leave the van here?" And they're like, "Not really. You can leave it outside for a bit." 
So then um, he has to go and deal with the van. I get, luckily this time around, we take Ramona to someone straight away. It's not like faffing not about for hours yeah. like we did with when she was a baby. So we go to whoever it is, like the ward, and they like take a look at her. They We talk it through and they're like, fairly sure she's got a water infection, mm. but we have to do a piss test. Which, first of all, is very difficult for someone who still wears nappies to collect the wee. I remember this happening because you sent a picture of yourself covered in piss to the group chat. Correct. (laughs) Correct. So they're like, we need to get a piss test. But also, like, she's got a water infection, so weeing hurts her, which is why she's doubled up in pain because she wants to wee, but she can't and it really hurts. But also, we need a piss test. So I'm like, what the fuck do I do? So I'm sat... Then they just go. How do you... They just leave me in the middle of the night on a ward on my own with with Ramona. She's crying in pain and wants to wee. I'm like, how am I supposed to collect... And then they give me what can only be described as a washed out garlic dip from Domino's tub. (laughs) Fill that with wee. How am I supposed to do such a thing? So I ended up just being like, you need to do a wee. Let me know when you need a wee. You have to do it in this little pot. And then I just take her nappy off. And just, like, hope for the best. Luckily, within about ten minutes, she was like, it was too much for her. Yeah. And she pissed everywhere. She pissed everywhere. And I managed to, like, fill the pot up. Because she was just... At that point, she was stood, like... I think she was on the bed with me, just pissing. <laughs> and I was just sort of going, you, you keep it on, mate. Keep on, Yeah, you keep on, mate. So I just hold the pot out and just get the wee. And then just let her piss everywhere. Yeah. And then I managed to like, like... This is somebody else's problem. But then, so I gave the... I was like, she's weed. I think I just shouted into the middle <laughs> distance. She's done a wee. I've got, the, I've got the wee. And so then someone comes out, nurse comes out. I'm like, I've got the wee. But that was... Oh, that was the other thing that was really horrifying for her is because it was during COVID. The the man who came to check her, the, the bit, he was a big man wearing a mask who had to come and check her tummy and like look at her. He, she wouldn't let him come anywhere fucking near, near her. Yeah. He was like coming towards her tummy and she's like, no! He's wearing a mask. He's like, it's okay, I just want to check your tummy. I don't want you to check my tummy. So that was fun. So anyway, the piss gets taken away and then I take Ramona to the bathroom to t- clear her up and me up. And I just remember that's when I, I was absolutely, I was wearing light grey trousers <laughs> and I had, I, I was absolutely covered in piss. I took that photo to send to you guys. But it, again, that was one of those moments where I was just stood there going, well, I guess I'm just surviving here. <laughs> yeah, you are just in survival mode. In survival mode. And it was fine. She got some antibiotics there and then, which was quite good. So they gave, they gave her some medicine. We gave her that straight away, cle- cleaned her up, left the hospital we went. I went. We went home. Yeah. And then went back to the caravan the next day just to let everyone know that we were fine. Everything is okay. Everything's gonna be fine. Um, but yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, I, I think the mask thing that's just reminded me of a time. Um, it was right at the beginning of COVID, like, mm. like right at the beginning of the first lockdown. Might have been the first weekend we were in lockdown when like life was treated literally like zombie zombie times. Yeah, wasn't it? it was insane. Um, so obviously on our state mandated one walk a day. Oh yes, I remember them. I think um, a fly had flown a bit too close to Darcy's ear. So oh. for the next couple of days, she just kept going, oh mummy, I can hear buzzing in my ear. Oh. And then she was like kind of holding her ear to her shoulder. Yeah. 
and I was like, does she have an ear infection? Like, what's going on? But she kept talking about this buzzing. So I rang 111. Yes. Because I thought that her, a fly had flown like, in, got in. into her ear. Yeah. And I was like, well, if the flies got into her, her ear and then died, what if it rots in her ear? And Yeah. I was having a breakdown about yeah, it, basically. Of course, of course. I couldn't see anything in her ear. Mm. So I'd rang 111 and they basically were like, We'll book you an appointment at the doctor's. At that point, by the way, during that that point in COVID, it was basically like, prove to us you haven't got COVID. Also, if you haven't got COVID, then we don't care. But this was before they even had COVID tests. Oh, my God. So it's like, we, we're going to ask you every single question to make sure you've not got COVID. Yeah. So it's like, can you taste? How's your taste? Can you smell? Yeah. How coffee are you? Yeah. I was oh, like, was... she doesn't have a cough. She's got bees in her ear. I'm ringing specifically about her ear. So we've showed up at the doctor's. They've put us in a room at the doctor's. And Darcy's going on about this buzzing. And the doctor is in another room and calls us on the phone. <gasps> in the room that we're in. What? And I was like, yeah, I've done this with 111. She's got something in her ear. Yeah. You need to look in her ear. Yeah. And bring, then, just bring me the thing that you look in the people's ears with. I'll do it. And then the I doctor, don't have one. <laughs> then after I explained this, the doctor came in. But like in what I can only describe as a hazmat suit. So she mm. not only had a mask on, she had like a visor yeah. and like a paper CSI suit as well. <laughs> uh, Darcy lost her shit. Oh, of course. Upon seeing this person in all the gear. Yeah. Because she was only little. She was only like just turned two yeah so darcy's freaking out i'm having to like hold her so that this doctor can look in her ear don't worry darling the alien is just going to look in your ear and darcy's like the bees the bees (laughs) i think this current story we could do a rewrite of the day of the triffids but it (laughs) could be like bees and bees in your ear it was giving very much like nicholas cage in wicker man yeah, 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 yeah. It's very wicked. The bees, the bees. And then the doctor looked in her ear. She was like, there's nothing in there and she doesn't have an ear infection. The only thing the doctor could could suggest was that D- Darcy, an insect of some sort had flown past Darcy's ear yeah. and she was so traumatised by the experience that she was just like... Hearing things. Hearing things, essentially. Now, okay, was the doctor nice about it or was the, were they a bit judgy and a bit like... The doctor was quite nice about it. Good, okay. Like, you've got to check. Because check these I things. think the doctor saw that Darcy was like... For about three days, she walked around with her ear glued to her shoulder. Like the hunchback of Notre Dame. And then as soon as we'd been to the doctor, she was like, the bee is gone, mummy. Oh, of course the bee's fucking gone, I was Darcy. like, the bee's gone? After I've spent 16 hours on the phone to 111... <laughs> And a doctor in a hazmat suit has checked your ear for bees. <laughs> She's like, the bees have gone. The bees have gone. It's like, I'll give That's you the amazing. bees have gone. Are there any other, like, big funny illness stories you've got from Darcy? Well, this one isn't that funny, but um, it was actually really sad. Okay. So she got bronchiolitis when she was about 10 months old. Yeah. And it was horrible. Yeah, I bet it was. 10 months is not good, is it? And, like... You know when they're a baby and that that breathing thing, mm. when they've got any kind of cold or chest infection yeah. or anything, like 
you can see in their belly that they're not breathing right. Yeah. That thing where they kind of, the, it like sucks in under their ribs. Oh, God. Um, and she had a raging temperature, like a 39 degree temperature. Mm. And I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? Um, and I don't know why it, I was like, she needs to have clothes on. But then the parent, so we rang 111. They were like, we're sending an ambulance. Oh, wow. Um, oh, you date. That's proper. So the the ambulance came and they were like, just t- take her clothes off. Mm. So she was just in a nappy. It's like the middle of October. Have you, um, I've never ever experienced like an ambulance coming to a house. I've never had that happen to me. Has that happened to you before? Quite a lot of times. Oh, okay. Cool. So you were, you're used to that kind of experience. Yeah. yeah. So, well, when I was in my teens, I had this thing where I'd just pass out all the time. Oh yes. So We've I was on like, that when you were pregnant. Yeah, yeah, I was like a um, a regular customer. Sure. Of East Midlands Ambulance yeah. Service as as a they teenager. knew the house. They knew the house. So, like, yeah. So anyway, the paramedics came. They checked her out. They were like, we're going to bring her to hospital because oh my god you know and at that point i was like shit like what do i do like yeah. she's so poorly i hadn't been sleeping because she was coughing all night mm. so i was like delirious and they brought her to hospital we're in the the van the ambulance the van, yeah and i'm just like crying <laughs> And the paramedic lady was so nice. She was so kind to me. She was just like, she will be fine. We just want, you know, a doctor to have a look at her. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we went to hospital. And I actually cannot remember what happened at the hospital because I was so sleep deprived. I think that's fine. But they were like, she's got bronchiolitis. You can take her home. But if she gets worse, bring her back and we'll have to give her, like, an IV antibiotics, I think. So did did, did they give you antibiotics to give her and that yeah. sorted it out? yeah. There's no. It just reminded me then, like you know that uh, I don't know if you watch it, but you know those sort of programs on like BBC, like Ambulance. Oh, I love just, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, for me, there's something so. It, it just makes me feel really, um, like what's what's the word I'm looking for? Makes you feel helpless. I think. Well, it's it's the way in which the ambulance service deal with specifically babies and children when they're in need like yeah. our ambulance service is pushed to its limits yeah and they're doing the best they can but it's like it makes me it just makes me feel really happy about humanity i think is what it is it yeah. makes me feel like hope there's like hope in the way that people look after each other is to watch one of those programs and if it's like the call comes in and it's a baby yeah the way in which every single person reacts yeah, and the the speed in which uh, an ambulance will get to a child or a baby that is in need is so like heartwarming. Yeah, and I do have to say as well that despite being pushed to the limits, our G- my GP surgery every time that I have rang up mm. because of Darcy, they have been like literally within an hour we've been seen by a doctor. Yeah, if it's if it's kids, it's like. Straight on it. That's really, on it. Yeah, really lovely. To to know that, like, I know, despite the fact that if I was to hurt myself now, I might have to wait for an ambulance for a good four or five hours because the yeah. funding has been taken from them. My God, those people are absolute angels. Um, but if something happened to one of my children, an ambulance would be there within minutes. 
Yes. And it's such a, like, we're so lucky to have that. So lucky. And for them to just show up and then we don't, we're not, you know, no one's going to give us a bill. For... No one's charging us for it. Yeah. They will show up and they will save your child. And they'll sort it out. Yeah. And that that is an amazing and beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Um, let's move on to, we're just going to, let's just talk about illnesses in general, eh? Yeah. The thing is, as soon as your child starts any kind of childcare setting, whether that be nursery or school, mm. whatever it is, the first couple of weeks there, they will just be plagued with illness. So plagued. And you will also be plagued yeah. with illness. Yeah, you pick up whatever illnesses they're bringing back from the Petri dish of wherever well, they're at okay. with other children. So, like, okay... Coughs. So coughs and colds. I mean, I'm I'm thinking that for a good nine months of the year, you're kind of low level cough and cold all the yeah. time. Yeah. When you've got kids, like as soon as they start nursery, yeah. Babies are like babies will get ill in a different. It's a different, isn't it, with babies? I think maybe it's because you don't resent them as much. Because <laughs> when your kid gets it and they're just coughing and spluttering, oh yeah, because like, they shut will up, go out of their way to like cough into your eyeballs. Why Why are kids so bad at coughing? And they do that horrible little eel... Eel tongue. <coughs> Stick their tongue out while they're coughing. What's wrong with them? Um, yeah, coughs and colds, it's like constant snot, constant coughing. Oh, yeah. The snot is outrageous. Yeah, and it just seems to be so much more viscous than adults. So snot. much more viscous. I, I don't know if you have the same thing, but Ramona really struggles with coughing in the sense that, like, she can't stop herself. Yes. Does I was Darcy having this that? conversation with one of my, one of the school mums the other day mm. about how, like, once they get started, like, I don't think they actually need to continue coughing, but they don't they know just, how to yeah, stop. Yeah. So and they're then like... <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Ramona does this thing where she'll be like, I'll be like, Ramona, take a breath. And she'll go, Mummy... <laughs> some water (laughs) (laughs) she's trying so hard not to cough that she'll just be going (laughs) (laughs) she's doing this on the trampoline the other day because she's got like low level illness because she's a child and she was like jumping on the trampoline and then she started coughing and then started having a coughing fit and I was like Ramona you need to stop jumping on the trampoline because you're getting yourself out of breath and then she just sat on the trampoline with her legs sticking out and was just like can I have some water or when you're trying to get them to like take a breath Dorsey's before like mid coughing fit just been like and I've been like Take a nice deep breath now. Come yeah. on, one. And Darcy's just gone. I don't want to breathe. <laughs> they're just not like they've not figured out the best way of coughing, have they? They've just not figured it out yet. No, because the thing about children is, that if they can, they will make it everyone else's problem. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like I know you can tell Ramona like when she's got a children bad cough, like men. Yeah, make things it's all about me. Yeah, yeah. It's all about me and I want everyone to hear about it. Yeah. Ramona coughs like at night. It's like she's coughing as if to say, I hope you're all awake as well. (laughs) Are you all awake? Because I'm actually coughing. (laughs) Yes, we're awake now, Ramona. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, But not Dave though. Dave is asleep. Oh, Dave's definitely asleep. (laughs) Of course. Um, One of the things that we found is that, um, well, first of all, cough medicine is a con. Yes. Cough medicine is absolutely a con. Don't buy it. It's no. bullshit. It's complete rubbish. 
it's really, really, really expensive, the stuff we buy, but it definitely works, and that's Manuka honey. Yeah. So Manuka honey, I don't really understand what it is other than witchcraft, but it's like high-grade Manuka honey that you get from Holland and Barrett, and I'm talking like the good stuff. The good stuff. The highest-grade Manuka honey you can get. Not spreading that on your toast. Don't spread it on your toast. I mean, if you're spreading it on your toast, then you're probably Elon Musk. But So my mum swore by it when she had cancer for like helping her mouth. Yeah. So when you have cancer, when you get chemo, obviously like it's it's toxic, it's horrible for your body, which is why all that horrible shit happens to you. But one of the things it really messes up is your mouth because mm. there's lots of blood vessels close to your mouth and like in your gums. So she would have manuka honey to help soothe that. Yeah. So if I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, if a cancer patient is saying it's helping their mouth, then it's good enough for me. Yes. So we use manuka honey if we've got all of us. If we've got a cough, spoonful of manuka honey before you go to bed. Yeah, yeah, that Dream. is good because honey, like the texture of honey, is really good for like coating your throat. Honey's really good for honey's generally very good for coughs and that sort of thing. Yeah. But manuka honey is like the crack of of honey of honey. <laughs> when we're poorly, um, for some reason, as soon as I have any form of illness. I don't want to drink tea or coffee, but I do well, want... Well, that's probably your body telling you that because it's not really good for that any of those sort of illnesses, is yeah. it? Yeah, so I, I'm just like... I, but I still want, like, nice little cosy yum-yum drink. Mm. So we drink... And it has to be specifically Ribena. doesn't work oh. if it's just normal blackcurrant. Yes. has to be specifically Ribena. Yeah. The, the, full, the fully loaded stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Like, not the low-sugar... No, thank you. ...version. Mm. Um with hot water and a spoon of honey in it mm, and it yeah. immediately yeah, just yeah. starts to make me feel better yeah definitely um chicken pox should we talk about chicken pox very quickly yeah um when darcy had the chicken pox i she was fine with it like she was off nursery mm. because she had chicken pox but she was fine yeah like, Ramona was too she wasn't ill or anything no, just spotty um, disgusting yeah yeah gross um, so I just, I really wanted to pick them as oh, well. Oh, me too. They're blistery ones, aren't they? I wanted to pick, you know, know when they scabbed over? I know. The scabs were so juicy, I just wanted to just pick them off, but obviously... I might as well have been, like, cowering over her, like Nosferatu, with my fingers, like, <laughs> come here, child. Yeah, honestly, those those little pox. Um, so every time she walked into the room uh, to wind her up on purpose, I'd just be like, the pox, the pox! You have the plague, child. And uh, Darcy would get really upset and be like, stop calling me the pox, mummy. The po- I love that she thought like you were calling her the pox. Your new name is the pox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ramona got... She had like... I didn't genuinely didn't think it was chicken pox, but she had like... She was having a bath one night. She, she'd started... This is the most annoying thing about it, right? She'd just started nursery. Yeah, so they obviously do it on purpose to so they can be off nursery and you can have to look after them but still pay the nursery loads of money well no I think it's the nursery that does it you, they go to nursery they catch chicken pox from nursery the nursery go you can't bring your child in because they've got chicken pox yes from you nursery <laughs> yeah. you gave it to her why are you preventing I mean, like nursery should just have like a hospital wing where yeah, any just of the children wing. any of the children with illnesses still go to nursery yeah. because we're paying extortionate money for them to go there they can go in the little pox room yeah they? employ a nurse yeah a little spotty room it'd be great yeah Ramona had like one little pimple on her back we were bathing her and Dave was like do you think she's going to have a rash and I was like no it's just a pimple and then the next morning we sent her off to nursery and then she started at half eight ten o'clock get a phone call and they were like your kid's got nurse, uh, chicken pox you need to pick her up and they were like 
What I couldn't, like, what completely blew my mind, well, what blew my mind is what you're sending her home. You gave her the damn thing. <laughs> you gave her the pox. But the rate in which those pox appear, show, yeah. they were all over her head and her face. And oh, I was Darcy, like, you've been here for an hour and a half. <laughs> Darcy had loads, like, in her scalp. Yes. Like, so did Ramona. In, and obviously I've spoken about Darcy's hair before. Yes. So trying to, like, and like oh it was yeah, just, yeah, yeah well you know when they scabbed over trying to get the scabs out of her hair yeah, yeah. when you're oh. it was just a nightmare it was yeah we've horrendous. both been, i think we've both been quite lucky with the chicken pox it didn't affect them their wellness at all but really. i did think so she had the chicken pox last year i think um not long before she started school actually mm. but i thought she'd already had the chicken pox um because when she was about 10 or 11 months old we went to Ireland and she usually like the thing about Darcy is she's got car narcolepsy like second she's in a car that's her gone oh really and like she's always been that way from being born like now sometimes we're not even out of our street before she's asleep in the car that's nice we've done like a four hour trip to Wales and she's slept the whole way She's good at eating. She's good at sleeping. You have got a good child. Specifically in the car. Specifically in the car, yes. Uh, not in the car. Maybe not so much. Not so much. Okay. But um, she... We got... She was fine on the plane. We got off the plane and got in the car. Mm. And we were driving about an hour and a half. She cried the entire way and she'd never done that before yeah so, you knew so i was wrong. freaking out and then she didn't sleep all night she was just crying and then the next day i i saw a few little like blistery yeah marks so i was like oh it's chicken parks yeah but it, it can't have been chicken parks or she just had it very very mildly because Ooh. after that day she was fine interesting she just had like a couple of she had like two little spots on her face and I think one on her bum well here this is the thing I I wanted to talk about rashes because kids get rashes babies get rashes and usually they're just nothing aren't they yeah so Ramona had a rash all over her body when she was a baby and obviously me and Dave thought that that was it that was the end of her and I sent a picture of the rash to my mum because I was like, what do yeah, I do? And I also, because at school they were like, if you've got a rash, it means you've got meningitis. Yeah. So every Get time a glass Darcy, out, quick. <laughs> every time Darcy has a rash, I'm like, it's not meningitis, is it? Yeah. Well, they've had jabs for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think fine. they can still get it anyway. Of course. So, yeah, when, yeah, I sent this picture of a rash to my mum because I was like, I don't know what to do. My baby's got a rash. Is she going to be okay? And my mum was like, yeah, she's got a rash. <laughs> it's fine. And I was like, well, what do I do? She's like, nothing. I mean, you could go to the doctors if you want to waste your time. But it's, <laughs> if you've got nothing better to do, ring the doctors. But I think she's okay. So, yeah, rat like kids get rashes. and Yeah, and kids also injure themselves all the time. Yeah, let's talk very quickly about, like, bumps and accidents because we do need to wrap this up because we've spoke about sick for so long. Um, yeah, Lola really is quite good at throwing herself into door frames and, like, the corners of doors with her head. Oh, I remember one time Darcy fell over and I don't know how she managed to do it but on the corner of the so there was a corner of a Mm. wall right next to her head so she bashed her head into it and I could see the duck egg growing on her head as soon as like she stood up but luckily enough my brother had been to football the day before 
and hurt his knee. So he'd had a bag oh, of... Oh, that's, that's lucky, isn't it? Yeah, he'd had a bag of frozen peas on his knee and my mum was getting something out of the freezer anyway and, like, it was, like... Lightning. Like this. Yeah, yeah. The peas came soaring across the room at me. Yeah. And it was just, like, peas, throw, me, slam peas on baby head. <laughs> baby head now fine. And then I think that was what stopped it from splitting because it kind of stopped the swelling. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god, she's got brain damage. I guess so. I guess like what we what we we did just want to talk about like being sick because we wanted to illustrate just how often babies and kids are unwell and how normal it is and how annoying it is, how how tiring it is. Oh, it's so tiring. But also, I think it's really important for us to have this conversation just to let you all know that like in those situations, you will always do the right thing. Yeah. Because you're, if you're worried about it, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Because you will snap into survival mode if you need to. You yeah. will deal with it accordingly. It's like if you're worried about, oh, if I have kids, or maybe I won't be very good at having kids because if they hurt themselves, I won't know what to do. You will. Yeah. You just, like, strike into action. Mm-hmm. You always, like, act for the benefit of your child. Yeah. And you know in your heart, like, you definitely over-worry when you've got, a, like, your first baby. And you maybe ring 111 too many times for things that you perhaps don't need to. Yeah. But generally speaking, it's like, you would know if there was something properly and properly wrong with your kid. It's like yeah. with Darcy and the bronchitis, like, you knew. You kind of, right. you can tell. You can tell when yeah. they are not themselves. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, definitely. And you will always worry, like... Every like Ramona's been complaining about her ear and the bees. The bees, the bees are back. But it's like you know there's an there's like a, it's weird, isn't it? It's like, like an unsettlingness where you're like, this is wrong. Yeah. Rather yeah. than you're And you just can kinda of tell as soon as you look at them as well. Mm. Because Darcy started this and also when kids are really small, they don't really know how to articulate what yeah. they're feeling. Yeah, yeah. So Darcy, um, at the minute keeps complaining about having a headache but i'm convinced she doesn't know what having a headache means yeah yeah, yeah. she's just like, i have a headache and i'm just yeah. like yeah but but where in yeah, my where head where does it hurt and and she, she'll do this for headache and tummy ache mm. but i know for a fact that she doesn't have she she's just feeling discomfort in some way but yeah. she doesn't know how to express that so she'll just say she has a headache or a tummy ache it's exactly the same as like Lola at the minute when she gets back she only does nursery twice a week but on those days as soon as she gets back from nursery she'll be happy all day long absolutely fine and then she'll spend a good hour to two hours just crying and it's, it'll be like what's the matter with her What's the ma- the, what the matter with her is that she's had a whole day being away from her parents and now she's unloading Yeah, there's nothing particularly wrong with her she's just a bit sad or like unsettled or unhappy and it's just like and she wants to make that your problem she wants to make that my problem of course always and you have to just you deal with that accordingly but you know that they're going to be okay yeah it's like that's why sickness bugs are quite good because you know it's a sickness as soon as they're throwing up and it's like the way in which it goes you can almost set your timer like they start throwing up and you're like 24 hours this will all be over yeah exactly and it's like you can time almost like the amount of times they're going to be sick yeah. And you get to that like bit in the next day where you get them to try a bit of toast and you're like, they're probably going to throw that toast up and they're probably going to throw that water up. But the third time round, they're not going to throw it up quite so much. And then it will be fine. And then it's all going to be okay. It's when things like very untoward start happening. And you can just tell. You mm. can just tell from looking at them, something in your gut. It's like something is wrong. Yeah. And it is really scary. It's like that, that moment in the camper van where 
she was doubling up in pain and holding onto her bits and like screaming and as being in a metal box in the middle of the woods it was like that was very unsettling it was quite worrying what wasn't helpful i understand why he did it but what wasn't helpful was the man really really paying attention to our location yeah <laughs> rather than the, the screaming child yeah but that was like for me it was like you feel it in your gut it was like something is not right and we have to deal with it yeah and we dealt with it we were in the middle of nowhere and we still dealt with it and it was smashed absolutely fine it, totally smashed it just like we're smashing life yeah aren't we we're smashing we are. life are you yeah. feeling a bit better now we spoke about sick and rashes and spots and bashes and cuts <laughs> Oh yes, I'm feeling tip top. Right as rain. Yeah. Um, I think at this point we should probably do our love. Oh no! Hang on. We should do our new segment. Shall we do our new segment? Yeah, let's do our new segment. So our new segment, which is called "Parents Say the Funniest Things," um, we've had some people come back to us. Thank you. So excited about this. Um, so parents say the funniest things things that you say as a parent to your child that you never thought would come out of your mouth nope makes either absolutely no sense or you're just like I can't believe I'm having to say this in my life in general Um, so we'll start with Alicia shall we because you can put this into context for us yes so Alicia's parents say the funniest things is that I've just written this down so you can tell the story okay but Craig said never have I ever lied to my dad yeah so for context uh, Alicia's dad died when she was a very small baby. Right. And her her partner and her partner's son were out for dinner and they were playing Never Have I Ever and she did have to specify to me, she was like, we weren't like asking if we'd ever had threesomes and things like that because Alexis <laughs> is nine. <laughs> so uh, Craig said... Craig, who is Alicia's partner? Craig, who is Alicia's partner, said, Never Have I Ever Lied to My Dad. And Alicia said, Alicia was like, why, why are you leaving me out? <laughs> oh. She oh. couldn't have lied to her dad because she didn't have the power of speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Um, shall I do another one? Yes. Because we have got a few. This is a really lovely one. This is from Katie. And she just wrote to us to say, cats should not be considered when thinking about whether things sink or float. <laughs> So for for context, her her child had just woke up, and this is I think that that for me is the most sinister part is that mm. like they just woke up, eyes open. The first thing they're thinking about. First thing that comes into their mind. Shall I drown? And they the cat? say, "Do you think Elvis would sink or float?" <laughs> and my immediate thought was like, Elvis is a great name for a cat. Elvis is a great name for a cat. But my first thought was like, I know for a fact that given the option, both of my children would quite happily check whether our dog dog would sink or throw. Yeah. If they had the option to throw Dobby into like a pool. Darcy keeps asking straight when our dog is going to die. Oh, that's because he's definitely going to die soon. Yeah. And oh. she also, she wants a puppy. So she wants our dog to hurry up and die Darcy. so she can get of a puppy. Fair enough, mate. It's fair enough. So I guess the question is, can cats sink or float? Do they? Do they? I mean, cats don't like water, water but they don't sink do they no they definitely don't sink i don't think so i mean that kid's if going anyone, places if anyone wants to carry out this experiment please let us know the outcome for this specific child <laughs> this is brilliant isn't it i love it do you think elvis would sink or float bloody hell should we um, do loves and loads let's do loves and loads uh what's your love of the week uh my love of the week is iced coffee 
It's always iced coffee. Every week is a love iced coffee week. Yeah, I just don't think there is anything in the world that can soothe me like an iced coffee does. Mm. It's so good, isn't it? That's why I love entering iced coffee season, because I will drink warm coffees when it's really cold, but sure. as soon as the sun comes out for the first time... Iced coffee. It's iced coffee season. Always. Always iced coffee season. Yeah, I love iced coffee. I think I have... I think because I, as I've said in uh, previous podcasts, I'm so enamoured by my pod machine <laughs> that it's hard for me to go away from that and go to the ice... Go to the iced side. Go to the ice side. Go to the ice side, but I will do. Um, my love of the week, this is a really exciting one, is my friend Jess Green. Can I tell you about Jess Green? You can tell me about Jess Green. Jess Green is a poet. She's a spoken word poet. She's amazing. She's won awards. Like, she's proper, like, proper. If you look her up, proper. Scro- she's proper. Scroobius Pip has, like, said things about her. Like, said how great she is. Wow. She's proper. She's won awards. I've said that twice now. Yeah. Has she won awards, Rosie? <laughs> she's won awards. She's won, like, I can't remember. It's like a, like, slam slam poetry. It's kind of like rap battles, but with poetry. Yeah. She won one of those at, at, at Edinburgh. Like, pro- she's proper. She's proper. She's amazing. She's won awards. She's so cool. Anyway, you'll love this, Sinead. I'm sure I will. So she was commissioned to write a poem for Eurovision. Amazing. And it was read out at the the semi-finals by Luke Evans, Welsh hunk. He's so fit. Yeah, he read out he read out her poem. (gasps) So did she get to meet him? No, she did not get to meet him. But he he did tag her in his post. Oh. Yeah, it's really annoying. They didn't like actually let her go. To your vision. <laughs> they were like, mm, we'll take your poem, but yeah. uh, you can stay at home. You can stay at home. But how cool is that? And it was a really amazing poem. Like, what she's very good at doing is like, uh, she's like a, she's written books, by the way. She's got published books. Ooh. Um, one of her books is about being in love with Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> so she's like got very, very strong left wing political views. And she puts that into spoken word poetry quite beautifully, might I say. Um, and so the poem that she was commissioned to do which was then read out by the BBC by Luke Evans it's quite like it's quite like left wing and kind of anti-Brexit it's kind of yeah it's cute it's got some nice little like digs in a nice kind of patriarchal kind of way not yeah. patriarchal pa- patriotic sorry <laughs> patriarchal it's a patriotic kind of way in, the, in a cool way though I like that yeah so you should all go and watch I think on Luke, if you go onto Luke Evans if you go if you go onto Luke Evans' social media you'll find have it. a little look you'll find it you can have a little look at him I did say to Jess that I because I wasn't following Luke Evans on Instagram I, I, I do like him because <laughs> I don't follow him so I was like I'm going to follow him and then if he doesn't tag you in it then it's an unfollow from me <laughs> and she was like hit it where it hurts Rosie <laughs> Because he would notice me unfollowing him. Absolutely. Of course he would. Uh, so, yeah, that's my love of the week. What's your loathe of the week? Uh, my loathe of the week is alcohol. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. No, it, no, 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 no. My loathe of the week isn't alcohol. Okay. My loathe of the week is being hungover. Being hungover. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I just feel very feeble. Yeah, I'm such a bad hungover. I'm a, such a bad ill person. I'm such a bad hungover person. I'm so dramatic. Yeah. I'm so, like, I just want all the sympathy. Yeah, I just want somebody to hold me and oh, tell I've me that it's still not held you yet. Okay. I'm so sorry. Do you want to hold me now? No, that's on, <laughs> not live on the podcast. <laughs> that's not going to make for good listening, is it? Just a, just a kind of ruffly sound whilst you, like, <laughs> Um Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. Just Big loathe feel kind 
tired. My my loathe of the week is kind of similar. Yeah. My loathe of the week is doctors' surgeries, Ooh. and the fact that I can't get into one. Yes. So I've been incredibly. Thank you, Tories. Yeah, nice one, Tories. I've been incredibly unwell the last week. I've had some really horrible fevers, horrible throat infection, like just horrific, and I, it's been bad for weeks. I also think that it's probably got to that point because you were ill the pre- the previous week I was and started feeling a little bit better so you were like mm, maybe I should go to Sinead's house and get smashed drink loads of tequila about it yeah and then that probably then, exacerbated things yeah. I think you're right I think um, deciding to get completely fucked up at your house um, did not help that probably but no not. I was really like had the worst fever I've ever had on Tuesday and delirious it really like that was one of those moments where I was a little bit scared for myself where I was like I don't think I'm ever going to get better yeah Um, (laughs) this is me done now I'm never getting out of this bed but yeah I uh, I I usually because I've got quite a good immune system and I deal I I like my body gets over illnesses quite quickly yeah this one's been quite worrying because it's just kept going yeah and I've tried to sort of work through it and I didn't want to ring a I'm one of those people that's like I don't want to bother a doctor yeah because I could probably just get better (laughs) But it got to a point, especially with this fever, where Dave was like, I th- I think you probably need antibiotics, Rosie. <laughs> and so I like gave in. And I was like, okay, Dave's persuaded me. I'll ring the doctors. I was on hold for 30 minutes for them then to tell me they don't have any space and there's no there's no, there's no no appointments and I can't see a doctor. I simply cannot see a doctor. And it's always... No like- other option, you know. No kind of like, oh, we'll try and do this, we'll try and do that. It was like, no, sorry, no, no appointment. The receptionist always is some terrible crypt keeper type <laughs> yeah. person yeah who who has convinced themselves they've gone a bit mad with power <laughs> yeah. and have convinced themselves that they have medical degrees <laughs> yeah yeah no sorry i cannot give you the key of power no doctors no doctor for you. for you but also like you know when you ring up a doctors there are different options right so press one for this press two for this right yeah. if one of the options is speak to a receptionist for a, for appointments why have you let me be on hold for 30 minutes if that's the option I've given? The option I've given is I would like an appointment, but you don't have any. Why have I been here for 30 minutes? <laughs> I don't understand it. It makes no sense. It doesn't. And the whole idea, the whole concept that's like, because this is what we can get our head around. It's like, we're going to, you have to ring up in the morning at eight o'clock mm-hmm. when we release all the appointments and then hopefully you'll get one there. It's like trying to get tickets for Glastonbury. Or Beyonce. <laughs> I don't want to see Beyonce. I want to see a doctor. I want to see a doctor. I'll, I'll literally, I'll take a phone call for 10, 10 minutes. I know what I've got. Give me antibiotics. Done. Yeah. But it was like, even if you do the thing where we release all the appointments at eight o'clock, you've still got the same problem because the same amount of people want help. It's just they all get taken up at eight o'clock and then we're done. Yeah. So I can't see it. I can't see a doctor. Yeah, and it's like it's very difficult to book in for like routine appointments and stuff. Yeah, it's 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 mad. I don't understand it. Well, I, I do understand it. it. Yeah, it's I just do. lack of funding. Um, I think that's a really good point to to go. Yeah, should we leave? Let's leave. Follow us on all the stuff. Follow us on all the things. Please watch our TikToks at Amateur Milf Society. Society. Uh, Twitter is Amateur Milf Sock. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in the all in the description and follow us on Instagram please get in touch with your parents say the funniest things yeah. please we want loads more of those because we yeah. like reading those out and send me your well wishes 
So yeah, please give us your sympathy. Yeah, your sympathy. We want sympathy from you. We want sympathy. We want sympathy and validation. And please share this with all the people. Yes. We need more people to listen to it so we can keep doing it, please. And so that we can become influencers. <laughs> yes, influencers, please. Next week, we're going to talk about sleep. The big one. Yeah, the big sleep. The big sleep. The big sleep. I need to have the big sleep. The big sleep. You're going to have a big sleep tonight and you'll feel great tomorrow. I will. I'm going to go to bed at like 8 o'clock. I think you should. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.